You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiu, and on this edition, we're going to be reacting to the news that Arsenal are closing in on the Sheffield United goalkeeper, Aaron Ramsdale. Now, this one has been met with a bit of a meltdown on social media. I've got to say there are a lot of Arsenal fans out there extremely unhappy at the thought of the club spending what looks to be uh, around about £30 million in total to sign the Sheffield United stopper. Now, Arsenal have been heavily linked with Aaron Ramsdale throughout the transfer window. He is said to be a top target for the Gunners in the goalkeeping position. And I've got to be honest about this, right? I'm not majorly excited about it because I don't particularly rate Aaron Ramsdale. He'll come in. He will wear that cannon on his chest in the minute he pulls that shirt on. I will support him because he's an Arsenal player. But it isn't a deal that's got me off my seat. It isn't a deal that I'm sitting there kind of nodding along to. And that's frustrating because, you know, we did sign Ben White. And initially I was a bit like, fee seems a little bit much. But I came around to the idea and I understand why Arsenal needed to pay uh, over the odds to get Ben White in. And I think that Ben White could go on to be a very, very good centre-half. I think when Sambi Lekonga came in, he was someone I looked at and went, yeah, I like I like that one. I like the idea of that. I like what Arsenal were trying to achieve with that. Nuno Tavares was one that, again, wasn't overly exciting, but it was somebody who comes in and fills a hole in the squad that we clearly had last season and one that I think we suffered because we had uh, last season. And then the Aaron Ramsdale one comes along and you're a bit like, oh, a little bit flabbergasted, a little bit shocked, a little bit surprised. Maybe shocked and surprised aren't the right words because we kind of knew it was coming. But I guess I'm a little shocked and surprised that Arsenal are willing to make this level of investment in what is likely to be a number two goalkeeper. Yes, I think that Aaron Ramsdale is coming in with a view to the longer term future. Just like I said uh, you know, Arsenal should be looking at things. I think they are looking at the things that way. I think they are looking at bringing in players that are going to be at the club for five, six years and can continue. And they're trying to build a team of a similar age profile to move forward as a football club together. But at a time where we clearly need a, a creative midfield player, where we probably need another central midfielder, where we could arguably strengthen at right back and we could arguably strengthen up front, you're probably looking at it and going, did we really need to commit this kind of money to a goalkeeper who might spend a significant proportion of next season on the substitutes bench? And the answer to that, whatever way I think about it and whatever way I look at it, is probably no. Now, will this transfer come good in the next few years? Is it one that we're going to look back on and say, why were we all up in arms about the fact that Arsenal spent this money on this goalkeeper? He's turned out to be a brilliant uh, shot stopper, a brilliant uh, part of the team, a leader. Maybe. But right now, I think when you look at Aaron Ramsdale's previous in his career so far, it is difficult uh, to get overly excited about it, I've got to say. Equally, though, there shouldn't be that 
negativity. There shouldn't be that vitriol on social media around Ramsdale. I mean, imagine you're Aaron Ramsdale when you're closing in on essentially what's your dream move to a really huge football club. Uh, it's a step up in your career and your arrival is met by discontent and it's met by frustration from the fan base. You'd feel like crap, wouldn't you? And so we don't want to make a potential new arrival feel that way, but it is very hard to keep hold of your emotions on this one because not because Aaron Ramsdale is even that bad, just because we know that Arsenal need to strengthen in other areas. And I guess if Arsenal do that between now and the transfer window closing, a lot of us will ease our kind of stance and, and our feelings will, will be less strong towards the Ramsdale deal. But of course, that has to happen. Uh, so really, really interesting uh, news coming out. Uh, really interesting uh, to hear that the deal is edging closer. We knew that negotiations were going on. In fact, we know that Arsenal had two bids for the goalkeeper rejected previously. But just to run you through what it is that Chris Wheatley of Football.London uh, has reported uh, let me just uh, give you a little bit of a quick summary. So, according to Chris Wheatley, Arsenal are now in advanced talks uh, with Sheffield United over the signing of Aaron Ramsdale. Arsenal had made contact with the representatives of Andre Onana. However, they switched their attentions to a homegrown option, which, of course, Aaron Ramsdale is. Now, uh, Andre Onana's representatives are said to be surprised, actually, that Arsenal haven't continued the talks there. But Arsenal preferring to go down the Ramsdale route, a homegrown goalkeeper route. And that fits in line, doesn't it, with the comments that we heard from Matt Ryan that I talked about on the previous episode, where Matt Ryan said that his people had inquired about the possibility of him staying at Arsenal and the discussions had been had. However, their preference was uh, to go down the homegrown route. So that's really, really interesting. Uh, and that, that on the same day, essentially, we've had that kind of confirmation. It's understood that the upfront fee that has been uh, that is being talked about is twenty-four million pounds, but with add-ons, it could total up to thirty million pounds. So Sheffield United, if that is the case, doing really good business protecting themselves uh, in terms of uh, moving the player on. And <laughs> I saw somebody tweet a little bit earlier, uh, and it, it made me laugh. I've got to say, I think it was uh, a Liverpool fan who said, "Well, they got." their pants pulled down over Rian Brewster and now they're pulling Arsenal's pants down over Aaron Ramsdale to kind of make up that deficit, which was interesting. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Ramsdale looks as though he's coming to Arsenal. Uh, the club seem to be making headway with this deal. The deal is not done yet. It's not 100% agreed yet by all accounts. However, those talks are progressing nicely. They're now at an advanced stage. Uh, I feel like that word advanced has been thrown around too much in the transfer window. Um, so I know you've got to be wary of it, but this comes from a pretty good source. So, um, yeah, yeah, a pretty good source in Chris Wheatley, of course. So uh, you can expect, I think, this one uh, to develop, to progress and to eventually happen. Aaron Ramsdale to Arsenal in a deal worth up to 30 million pounds. Let me know your thoughts on it in the live chat box. I'd love to hear from you. Really interested uh, to hear what you guys have to say on this. I, I'd imagine that we're going to spend the majority of the show reacting to this news because there is a lot of disappointment. There is a lot of frustration around uh, among the Arsenal fan base off the back of this report coming out. I would say that just you can be frustrated. You can be disappointed. I tweeted myself saying that I feel like the money probably could have been better spent given the areas that we still need to address heading into the new season. However, I thought about the way I was going to word that tweet five or six times before I actually sent it, because I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. 
But I think the minute you start with the Ramsdale shit, Ramsdale's crap, just think about the environment you're creating for a new player uh, coming into the football club. I don't think it's helpful. And I think we have a responsibility as fans to be careful um, about the way we kind of react to this. Yes, you can be disappointed. Nobody's telling you how you should feel. I just don't think anything positive comes of Arsenal fans uh, rubbishing our new signing on social media. So uh, one to think about. Uh, let's say a few hellos. Let's say a big hello to you and Young. Uh, Owen Young, sorry, mate. I I always... These Irish names, they confuse me. Uh, so Owen Young, uh, he says, Hey, Harry, looking forward to having you on the Gunas versus Cancer 24-hour podcast. Gearing up with five litres of Red Bull. Have a good one, mate. Yes, I'll be making an appearance on the Gunas versus Cancer 24-hour long podcast. I'm not going to be on there for an hour. Uh, that's those guys' job. So fair play to them because that is going to be uh, a hell of a demand. I get tired talking for 20, 30 minutes. So uh, fair play to them there. Uh, but check it out. It's starting tonight, I think, uh, and it runs all the way to tomorrow. So um, make sure you check it out. Check out the Gunas podcast channel. And a big hello to Owen and the rest of the guys over there. It's for a great cause, so make sure you support it. I'm sure you'll find details on the Gunas podcast uh, channel and page as to how you can do that. Uh, before we continue and before we take some of your comments uh, in reaction to the news regarding Aaron Ramsdale, I want to say a massive thank you to every single one of you that is subscribed to this channel because earlier today, we hit that magic mark, 15,000 subscribers on YouTube alone. Now, that doesn't include all the brilliant people that listen via the audio platforms. That doesn't include all the people that listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And it's estimated right now that we have around about 30,000 uh, subscribers across the audio platforms and YouTube. You can't get hard stats on some of the audio stuff, but we have got a tool that gives us a bit of an indication. So to be fair, um, I I'm chuffed. I'm thrilled. I'm delighted. I want to say a big thank you to every single one of you, because I know there are much bigger YouTube channels out there. I know there are much bigger podcasters out there. Uh, but for me, especially considering that I do a lot of the work by myself, um, is, is, is amazing. You know, it's great that we have some fantastic guests on from time to time, but to be at a point that we are, I'm absolutely delighted. And, and as I said to you guys earlier in the week, when I was prompting you to hit that button, that subscribe button for us to get there, we were aiming for 15K by the end of the year. So to get there in August, um, not even midway through August is is unbelievable. So thank you all so much. Thank you for all the congratulations in the chat as well. It is uh, really, really appreciated. Uh, thank you all. Right, let's get some of your comments on the Aaron Ramsdale stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, what have we got? Uh, David Olatunji says, Arsenal fans complain we don't spend enough money, but when we want Ramsdale, they'll be complaining. Make it make sense. Uh, Cesar says, Ramsdale, is he good with his feet? Um, I'd imagine so, because I don't know what else it is that Aaron Ramsdale has that maybe Bern Leno doesn't, because I don't actually have an issue with Bern Leno when it comes to shot stopping, when it comes to um, a lot of aspects of his game. I do think like he, I do think he lets us down a little bit when he's asked to play with the ball at his feet. I think there was a, a kind of, there was this, notion among Arsenal fans when Petr Cech was at the club that Bern Leno was much better in that department and people preferred Bern Leno as a result of that. But having seen Bern Leno come in 
and play regularly and play in a team whereby that is even more important than it may have been under Wenger or under Emery, I actually think that he's actually quite a way off of what we need him to be. So I'd imagine uh, that would be part of it for sure. Uh, big hello to T who joins us from Larnaca, Cyprus. I uh, hope you're well, my friend. Oh man, I'm seeing all my friends and family on uh, Facebook, Instagram, sunning it up in Cyprus and I'm sitting here. Uh, so I've got a bit of envy there. So um, yeah, uh, big hello to everyone out there. Uh, Pratyush says, you shouldn't hate on Ramsdale. That's stupid. I wish him all the best. But our board has spent 100 million now and not improved the playing 11 by more than one player. That's a really interesting point. But I would argue that the club and the squad needs, it needs more strengthening as a squad rather than as a first team, because I actually think had Arsenal's first team been fit every single week last season, and I'm talking about Leno, I'm talking about Gabriel, um, David Luiz, Bayerin, let's say, Tierney, Partey, Xhaka, uh, Smith-Rowe, Pepe, Saka, Aubameyang. If that team was fit every week, I don't think Arsenal would have finished where they finished. Honestly, I don't. I think that we badly suffered from the absences of Kieran Tierney, from Thomas Partey, from Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang at certain points in the season. The fact that Emil Smith-Rowe missed a few games as well here and there. So I do think that actually we are a much better side by default if everybody can stay fit. But adding these players, I think, is, is the right way to go. I think maybe not so much with Ramsdale, but I've actually been quite pleased with the signings we've made so far. I just don't think there's enough of them. And if Ramsdale comes in, but we do get the other business that we need done, I won't be complaining too much about Ramsdale either. Uh, not at this stage anyway. We've got to give the guy a chance and we've got to see uh, how, of course, uh, he gets on. Let's see uh, what else we've got. Uh, lots of you making that point about um, about the... Uh, you know, about the um, about the whole we've spent £105 million if this deal does go through and we haven't really strengthened the first 11. I think it is a valid point. It's a good point. Uh, but I, I just, I don't want to make too much judgment on that yet. I think, as I said right at the start of the transfer window, and I said it multiple times over this summer, you can finish a transfer window, look back on it and make your assessment on what that transfer window brought what it meant, who went out, who came in. But you can't actually make a complete assessment on how good that transfer window was until the end of the season. And last season is a prime example of that. So going into the campaign, I looked at what Arsenal did and I thought, actually, Arsenal did some really good business. They brought in two players in two positions that we've been crying out for upgrades in for years and years and years, centre-back and centre-midfield. Gabriel came in for a decent fee, uh, from French football and Thomas Partey came in at midfield and many of us thought right Mikel Arteta has just won the FA Cup we've just brought in these two players it's a fantastic transfer window let's move forward and actually we didn't really move that far forward not as much as we hoped we would given those signings so the point is that you can make good signings you can think the window was great but if a those players don't perform or b they spend periods sidelined then actually you can look back on that window and say, yeah, it was good on paper, but it actually didn't elevate us that much as a football team. And that's why I'm reluctant to sit there and say, yeah, OK, we haven't really strengthened the first 11 and this is a disaster. I, I want to be a little bit more reserved in my judgment on that. And I want to look back on it a little bit further down the line. Uh, I think that's the, the fairest way to do it. 
what else have we got? Um, big thank you to all you guys for your your lovely comments. Um, wondering minstrel quality over quantity, just reacting to the hitting the 15k mark on YouTube. Ron Stone says that's good going, Harry. Uh, T says thank you, Harry. Best AFC channel around. Jack Vieira says congrats, Harry. Well deserved. Thank you all uh, so so much for your kind words. Uh, so yeah. Get your thoughts in, get your questions in the live chat as well. We are going to do our Arsenal season preview in a couple of hours time, about an hour and a half time, actually. Myself and Mike Stavry will be live on this channel. It'll be available in podcast format from tomorrow, but plenty of content coming your way. Uh, let's see what we've uh, what we've got here. Um, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Smart Cookie, not as uh, positive or not as reserved in his kind of... Uh, willingness to have a go at Ramsdale or the signing of Ramsdale or the imminent signing of Ramsdale. He says, we wasted 27 million on Saliba. Now let's waste another 30 million on Ramsdale. Yeah. Um, Gianfranco says, uh, it's all narratives, man. When Arsenal were linked with Bertrand, fans were fuming. But now that Leicester bought him in, it's smart business. Yeah, that plays a part. It really does. It really, really does. Uh, let's see what else we've got so far. Uh, Stilton Avengers says, great transfer window so far. Lifted the floor of the club and the ceiling increases with Partey, Gabs and Emil Smith-Rowe in their second seasons. Um, what else have we got? Just a scroll. There's so many, uh, so many comments coming through. Big uh, good morning to Stan the Man joining us from Vancouver as well. Uh, Brad Richardson says 30 million for Ramsdale isn't bad for me. He's going to be our number one after next season and has resale value thoughts. Yeah, that's important, you know, that, that to understand that the 30 million pounds, a lot of people, and I've said it as well, you know, we're going to spend 30 million pounds essentially on a goalkeeper who's probably going to play second fiddle to Burn Leno this season. But I think you've got to look at that bigger picture. I don't think that Ben White is going to be the finished article this season. I don't think that Sambi Lakonga is going to be the finished article this season. I don't even think that Smith Rowe and Saka are the finished article yet. I don't think that Nuno Tavares is going to hit his peak just yet. I think everything that Arsenal are doing right now is with a view to the future. And yes, it's a little bit frustrating at the time because you want to see Arsenal, you know, compete at the highest level sooner rather than later. But as I talked about, in detail yesterday, this is the only way that you close the gap on the Premier League's big spenders is by implementing a long-term strategy, carrying that strategy out, having the patience, first of all, to make sure that you do carry that strategy out and, and moving forward. That's the only way for me. So um, it might be a little bit annoying at the time. It might be a little bit underwhelming right now when you consider some of the players that we've brought in. But I do think it is the right approach. And the short-termism and the, the frustration of, of, of kind of where Arsenal are at today cannot and should not overshadow that for me anyway. I don't think that's the right way to look at it as a fan. And I think if you do look at it in that way, you're only ever going to be disappointed. I think a massive part of being a football supporter and loving the game and enjoying the game is, is, is making sure that you enjoy it. And when you stop enjoying it, you know, what, what is the point? Like, what Football is a hobby to most of us, right? So the minute that you look at everything through a negative lens all the time and never have any hope, never have any optimism, I think the game becomes a chore for you. Watching Arsenal becomes a chore rather than something that you look forward to and something that you enjoy. And 
I know a lot of that is dictated by how the team performs, but I do think as fans, we can condition ourselves as well uh, to not be accepting of crap and not be accepting of mediocrity, but to at least understand the bigger picture sometimes and be a little bit more open-minded as to why Arsenal might be taking this approach in the transfer market. Now we've got a few super chats. Let's uh, let's go through these. Uh, big hello to Side. Thank you so much, my friend, uh, for your very kind donation. He says, Harry, please explain to me why there is an obsession with homegrown players. Why are the club trying to sign homegrown players? What's the benefit from that? Well, obviously there's a regulation in place, isn't there? That means that you have to have a certain amount of homegrown players in the club that will play a part. Um, I guess for me, you know, you look at, Brexit and you look at some of the complications that might come with that later down the line. I don't know that there are any at this moment in time, but I guess that's something that that rings a bit of an alarm bell in my mind. I think also bringing in homegrown players, there's not that issue of them adapting to the culture. I think the culture of the Premier League, the culture of England, I think if you've got a, a, a group of homegrown boys, you you overcome that hurdle early doors. You know, you don't have someone coming in like Lucas Torreira, for example, who we spent a significant amount of money in and never settled, never felt at home, never really uh, acclimatised to the English game. And now we're in a place where we're trying to sell him and we can't. So I think what it does is it minimises the risks that you take in some of the transfers that you make. So you spend £27 million on Aaron Ramsdale you spend £27 million, let's say, on Lucas Torreira. One of the risks that has proven to be a problem and has proven to be an issue with Lucas Torreira is immediately eliminated by signing a homegrown player. That worry about them settling, fitting in is not there because they are already UK-based. They already understand the culture. So I do think that is one of the advantages. I actually think, and this is going to be probably a little bit controversial, I actually think you benefit uh, from refereeing decisions and you benefit from the way your team is portrayed in the media, the way pundits talk about you and all of that contributes to the the branding of the club. I think it, it helps in terms of results because you'll get more decisions, but I do think you will also benefit from the way your club is spoken about. You'll be the darlings of English football. You'll be the club that are nurturing the young English talent. And whether you agree with this or not, I genuinely do believe that is that is a thing. Cast your mind back to Spurs a few years ago when they had so much of the England team, didn't they? They had Carl Walker, Danny Rose was in the fray. They had Eric Dyer, they had Deli Ali, Harry Kane. And you cast your mind back to that Spurs team and how they used to be talked about and portrayed in the media. It was a massive help. It was a massive help to them. So I think that's one of the big benefits as well, even if people don't always uh, don't always agree with that. Uh, moving on to another one of our super chats. Uh, let's go to this one from Wayne, who says, Arsenal fans just prefer to be negative. Always find something to complain about. Arsenal finished six points off of the top four. Problem was a lack of creativity in the first half of the season. I think that's a pretty accurate assessment. I do think that Arsenal fans have a tendency to be negative, but it's not everyone. And look, sometimes you can't help it. Sometimes you're doing it not because you're being horrible. You're not doing it from a bad place, but you you feel like that. And that's why I think it's really important to listen to all sides of every argument and to make your assessments and judgments after you've heard all sides of an argument, because only then do you have a rounded picture. I think a lot of us rise to uh, clickbait, rise to the opinions of maybe some influencers that, you know, that's fair enough, that's their opinion, but I think we've got to do better to get 
more opinions, different opinions. And then from those, you can devise your own when you've got that wider spread kind of range of opinions. I do think that's really, really important. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Um, let's uh, let's pick up uh, some of these. Um, Yonick says that the big question is with Acosta Ramsdale, are we going to call him Rambo? Absolutely not. Uh, I don't want to hear that. Uh, let's take a few more of your questions. Uh, Marble Horse TV backing up that point. We finished six points off the top four since our manager wasn't up to it. Oh, sorry. He's a uh, he's kind of uh, saying he's putting that on the manager. Fair enough. Um, he says we finished six points off the top four because our manager wasn't up to it. We're negative since our club is badly run. What's to be positive about is false positivity. No, it's not. It's not about being like overly positive, like smiling every single day and, and pretending that you agree with every single decision the club makes. That's not that's not what it is. You know, there will be things that you disagree with. There are things that I disagree with. You should see me when I come out of the Emirates sometimes. I'm not the same that I the same person as I am when I've had 24 hours to process what I've just seen. And I think that's really, really important. You can, as a football fan, be angry, frustrated, disappointed, negative. But what you need to be is also uh, open-minded. And I think a lot of our fans, and this is not at Marble Hall's TV, because I know that's not the case with him, uh, but there are a lot of people that aren't open-minded and will just kind of jump on every single decision. And with Ramsdale, if he doesn't play a game this season... If he goes on to replace Burn Leno in the future and then isn't up to it, then I think that we can all turn around and have a massive go at the decision to sign him and a massive go at the club uh, for doing that, as well as maybe criticising Aaron Ramsdale himself. But at this moment in time, this is a new player coming to join the football club. And whoever comes to the football club needs to be welcomed and needs to be um, given a fair crack. And, and I don't think it's fair that we write off Aaron Ramsdale before he's played a game for Arsenal Football Club. So that's just where I'm at on that. Uh, let's see what else we've got in the live chat box. In fact, before I do that, I just want to quickly remind you guys that this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. So for all your male grooming needs, head over to Manscaped.com. Um, Enter our discount code 90min20 and you will stand to save yourself a fair chunk of money. In fact, you can save yourself 20% as well as free shipping, which is another fair chunk of money that you're going to have to pay if you don't use the discount code. So get over there, check it out, use it, um, use it, abuse it while we've got it. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can get that bush of yours in order down there. So yeah, make sure you do so. Right, let's go back to the live chat. Uh, where are we in terms of likes? Get your questions in now as well. Put the queue at the beginning of them. I know a lot of you do that anyway. I've almost conditioned you to do that, uh, which is great. But make sure you do do that so it's easier for me to pick them out of the live chat box. Uh, so far, we have got over 250 of you watching, but there's only 77 likes on the board. Let's get that up to 100 as soon as possible. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cooperman says, uh, with Inter now looking at Denzel Dumfries, do you think we will be keeping Bayerin this summer? I am starting to think that Bayerin may stay. I did previously think, as we talked about a little bit earlier on, that Arsenal might bite the bullet with this one because of the kind of assurances that they'd given the player last season when they were in the process of convincing him to stay one more year. But, you know, Inter, for me, 
Inter were never serious. You know, everybody talked about Inter's interest. There was a lot of interest from Spain as well that maybe went under the radar a little bit to some. But Inter were never serious in the sense of being even close to matching what Arsenal's valuation is for Hector Bellerin. Now, you could argue that that valuation is overinflated, it's overblown, and I'd probably agree with that. To ask £20, 20 million pounds for Bellerin feels a little bit over the top in this current market. But, you know, Arsenal haven't had anything in, in the shape of an offer close to that. Not even £10 million, pounds, not even £5 million pounds from what I'm led to believe. I've heard that all the interest has come in the shape of potential loan deals. And for me, that is just not, that is just not good enough, man. Um, That's just not good enough at all, you know? Uh, so in that case, do you weaken the squad? Because I still think that Bellerin is one of our better right-back options. I know a lot of people disagree with that, but, and it probably tells you a lot more about our position, um, you know, in terms of, of where we are with the overall quality of that particular part of the squad. But I just, I don't know. I think that Bellerin might well end up staying, especially if a, an offer doesn't come in um, that involves some cash. Cause at the moment it is loans we're being told. And I just don't think that that is, um, that is something that Arsenal want to entertain at this moment in time. Uh, let's take this one from, um, uh, Nathan McKibben, who says, what do you think of Bissouma, Awar and Trippier as a final free signings? I will take that, uh, but I can't see it happening somehow. I said it a little bit earlier on in the Discord server. I do think that we will end up signing one more uh, player after Ramsdale, and I think it will be Martin Odegaard, most likely. So that's my prediction for the rest of the window, Odegaard and Ramsdale to come in. And again, you know, I think that I'd rather we signed the right players than, than kind of try to patch up areas not 100% sure that Ramsdale would be that. I'm more convinced on Martin Odegaard, but we're going to have to wait and see. And I guess until he proves otherwise, we're going to have to give him the benefit of the doubt because he is uh, going to be, it seems, an Arsenal player. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Um, I've kind of answered a few of these questions, actually, by just uh, making that comment. Um, P-A-double-P says, Harry, does any of Arsenal starting eleven? Uh, make it into any of the top four starting 11? I don't think so. Um, maybe not. But as I explained yesterday, and if you haven't checked that show out, make sure you do. Uh, we talked at length, didn't we, about how Arsenal are basically falling further behind the long-term spenders. And if we don't plan right, and if we don't plan for the long-term, which is at least what we seem to be doing, then we run the risk of falling even further behind. I just think it's very difficult to compete with those sides when they can go out and spend you know, crazy amounts of money on certain positions, get it wrong, and then go and spend that money over and over again. Like, you, how many, how much money have Man City spent on fullbacks under Pep Guardiola? How much have they spent on goalkeepers under Pep Guardiola? They make mistakes in the transfer market, just like we do, except they have the funds to then go and put those mistakes right and put them right quickly. Whereas Arsenal, when we commit big on a player financially, we're kind of stuck with them for a little while. And that's proven to be a, a really big issue for us. As you'll see now, we've got a squad of, um, you know, of overpaid, underperforming players in, in, in many ways. And that's a big, big issue for Arsenal, for sure. For sure. Uh, let's see. Let's take this one uh, from uh, Jay Dubia. Uh, do you think Ramsdale coming in as a number two and fighting for the number one spot says a lot about his character? He might just be a fighter. 
If not, it doesn't say much. Hope he is a fighter. Um, yeah, look, I mean, Aaron Ramsdale, I think if he is coming in, uh, will be coming in with a view to becoming Arsenal's number one in the next couple of seasons. Berlin has got two years left on his contract. I don't imagine that Arsenal want to see that contract run down, which indicates that after this season, I think Arsenal will probably look to move him on. Um, and if that is the case, then Aaron Ramsdale's got a year to acclimatise himself to Arsenal Football Club. He's joining a much bigger club than the one he's currently at, with all due respect. And as I say, he's got a year to acclimatise himself to what it is to be the Arsenal goalkeeper, to be the number one, and then step into that role. I don't think he'll be coming uh, with without some kind of at least verbal assurances that he is going to be the number one moving forward or that the plan is at least for him to be the number one moving forward. So I think if I'm Aaron Ramsdale, I'm not going to say it's a year that he's sacrificing, but it's a year that he is probably going to be quite content with being Arsenal's number two so that he can then come in and uh, and and take that number one spot at a big, big football club and hopefully be part of that team that Mikel Arteta is building, that team that can hopefully go on and um, and uh, and push forward onto bigger and better things. Uh, Wayne, in regards to that comment on the, uh, the players getting into um, some of the other big, well, getting into the top four sides, Tierney, Partey, Gabriel, Lacazette and Pepe starting most of the top four starting 11s, he says. I'm not sure I agree with all of that. I think some of them do. I think Tierney's a good shout. I think Partey, um, is is a good shout, but a fit and firing Thomas Partey, not the one we've seen necessarily so far. I think Pepe on his day can do it. Um, but yeah, I do think that's a, a really good debate to have. And maybe it's one that we'll do an entire podcast around uh, at some point in the season. Maybe when we've had a bit of a better look at some of these players coming in. But that's the latest on Aaron Ramsdale. Uh, great to hear you guys' thoughts on it. Great to take some of your questions as well. Thank you once again uh, for subscribing to the channel. 15k subs on YouTube. Here we are. Thank you all so much for your support in getting us there. And uh, we have to arrange a little bit of a giveaway, I think, in the next few days uh, to celebrate that landmark. But thank you all so much ahead of schedule in terms of when we wanted to hit it. So Wow. Thank you all so much. Don't forget to hit the like button on your way out and uh, set your alarms because we'll be back in about an hour and 20. Myself and Mike Stavrou to look ahead to the 2021-22 season from a solely Arsenal perspective. Going to be an interesting chat. Lots of debate between myself and Mike, I'm sure. And of course, you guys in the chat box. Be sure to join us. We'll be back very, very soon. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.